Hello. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Charisma O'Keefe. I'm Angelica Yard. It's episode 126. If I said that last week, I was not telling the truth because <laughs> I thought it was episode 126 <laughs> last week. And that's a lie. <laughs> that's all right. We're, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, everything is a little bit still, uh, I don't even know the word right now. But last week, you know, we kind of talked about ways that uh, Black people can cope during this time by unplugging, using self-care, speaking out, talking to someone. And then we gave some tips for white people to educate themselves um, when it comes to racial justice and get involved in the fight um, by educating with the Googles, not just like asking the Black people in your life to do that work for you, um, talking to other white people, and then getting politically active. So if you haven't listened to that episode, we went in on all of those different things. So please go back and listen to that. There's a lot of great resources there. And I will say that, of course, even though obviously it's right in there like to not do it, of course, like people are like, hey, Charisma, tell me the next step to take in being like, uh, I don't know. To me, it's like, it's not even an ally. It's just like a decent human. Because to me, if you see like people being murdered unfairly, you would want to like get involved. And so I've just been sending them to the episode because I'm like, I, I don't have like, the time to, you know, explain how to do all this. I think as myself being like, you know, a person and then also as an ally, um, it's not something that I just like learned overnight. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to do the research and see the things that are important to you and and get involved from there. So I definitely encourage people to still do that. Um, And today, I guess we're just going to be talking about a lot of the things that are going on right now in the black community and in the world but I did want to start on like a happier note. Um, oh, wait, which... before we get started, because I did want to touch on your note about sending people to the episode. Uh, I had some friends who did reach out and said they were sending the episode out. So thank you to everyone who's listening, who's using the episode as a resource guide to help start the navigation of the topic of being an ally and racial injustice and it's the beginning of a lot of things that can happen in your life as a, a baby activist. If yes. This is what yeah. <laughs> we're returning into. So I just wanted to say thank you to those people who did share. Cause I know that hey, I have only shared it to people. Like I'm like, I'm not having a conversation. Go listen to this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't have time literally, but yeah. So I just also wanted to piggyback off that and say thanks to the people who were sharing it because I appreciate you for doing that. And I think that like, Just about any episode, if you look through and we have an episode where we're recording with um, another Black creator um, or a business person or whatever, um, I think almost always in some way, shape or form, obviously, like being Black or Black excellence or something of that nature would come up organically. Um, So yeah, it's just a great way to learn about different Black people in your community and different communities that are doing awesome things um, and that are sharing their gifts with the world. So yeah, don't even just listen to these two, like listen to these two. But even if you're not a business owner or creative, I think that there's so much knowledge um, about everything in in the other episodes. Of course, I think that it's my podcast. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, it's the best. There's all the knowledge. But no, really, we do get to interview like some like, I feel like it's just the most awesome job because we're just like, hey, um, we think this person's cool. And then we just get to ask them to be on here and ask them all the questions we want to ask them. And, you know, a lot of times we're we're curious for ourselves. Like, of course, like we want to provide that information to you guys. But a lot of times it's like, 
I really like when we just had Michelle Hopewell on like she's an actor on West End which is like the UK's Broadway and I was like I'm obsessed and I want to have you on because I want to ask you questions like as a fan so yeah so definitely a lot of great information there but yeah so I just wanted to start out like on a kind of happier note which is that Ferguson just elected its first black mayor so it's mayor elect mrs ella jones so congratulations to her congratulations to ferguson for that yeah that's Um. that's amazing that's really good news like as you see i just like involuntary breathe this eye relief because not i mean it's like it doesn't mean everything will be perfect now but it's, it's just so important to have representation and have people that like actually care about your community representing your community so that's definitely a wonderful thing to see yeah and i do believe both constituents from what i read had both pledged to work in kind of harder in ferguson about the issues with the police and the relations there because as you all know that is one of the places that was hardly impacted in the blm movement this is one of the places that kind of started everything in the, the, starting the like I feel, guess the template of mm-hmm. like what the protests look like, what you do and and why the Ferguson police were so aggressive and so just volatile that entire time. So if you weren't tuning in to, to Black Lives Matter back then, we were there and those ladies were there and I'm so excited about this new mayor because she has so many plans and hopefully she sticks to them. It's important for people to hold the people who are in places of power accountable so just because you won it's great but it's also important that the people who are in Ferguson even those of us who aren't uh continue to make sure that she is able to make the changes that she's looking to make within their policing system yeah and like you said Ferguson was really I think it's where we started kind of seeing like what the modern protest looks like and obviously a lot of these things that are going on have happened before but we were shown them through like a white gaze and through media that was like very controlled because not everybody had, you know, a cell phone or whatever. So when they're marching with Dr. King, it's not like they could like whip it out and take a selfie and then do like a live footage video of what's actually going on. Um, oh, so man. a lot of, yeah, <laughs> you, know, of like, you know, they like, <laughs> you know, they Ralph would. David Abernathy being like, what up, my boy, Mike, we are here in Selma crossing yeah. the bridge right now. Just was in the back. Like that would be wild. Sorry to make it like, yeah. and, it's funny to think about. Well, and you know, like, uh, you know, we all know the quote, like the, like, the you know revolution will not be televised and so it's interesting to me because even though we have people on the ground if you go on twitter you can see all of these crazy terrible things happening like you can see them with your own eyes and then the news is like i'm not going to report that and so you have the people that aren't like if you don't have any black people in your life if you don't have any activists in your life if you, you don't have anybody in your life who is looking to see like, you know, multiple sides of a situation or look deeper into a situation, they're just going to see like the main headline and then, you know, not even probably read the article because half the time people don't. Um, And then just be like, oh, that's it. So that's all that's happening. But really there's a lot more going on in, um, in protests right now all over the country than meets the eye. So, you know, definitely for your particular city and where you are, please make sure that you are, you know, engaging with people that are, if you're not going to protest yourself, that you're engaging with people that are, that you're finding out what's going on in the front lines and that you are 
Um, you know, just doing what you can to support those people, making sure they get home at night, like getting those texts to make sure they got home safely, that they haven't been arrested, um, that if they need to be picked up somewhere because there's, you know, because I mean, cops are going into places where people are peacefully pro protesting and throwing, you know, tear gas and just kind of like inciting violence. So it's like if that's happening, you want to make sure that you can pick up a friend and get them out of that situation, that sort of thing. So yeah, we had um, protests here in Orlando. Uh, yesterday was like the fourth or fifth day. Fourth, fourth. Today is the fifth day. Yesterday was fourth. I know. Day. I, I like forgetting yesterday too. I was like, Gosh. I think it's day three. I'm like, yeah, it's all like running together. But yeah, there were a couple thousand people here in Orlando. Um, it was mostly a peaceful protest. There were like speeches in downtown, and then you know just everybody marching afterwards. But of course, now there is a, uh, a 10 p.m. curfew and the curfew varies like from, you know, place to place. But um, yeah, we have a 10 p.m. curfew here. And what I'm seeing is that a lot of people will try to, let's say, like head out at like 9.15, 9.30 or whatever the appropriate time is for where you live to be home by whatever that time is. And cops are like preventing people from getting home. Because once you're out, if you're out at 10.01, they can technically arrest you for breaking curfew. And like, you know, of course, there's going to be people that are going to be arrested. That's that's one of the things that is going to happen. But it is not a good thing. And you don't want to be arrested, especially if you're a black, because we've seen what what they how worse they get once, you know, we're arrested. Um, so, yeah, please. Like I'm I'm encouraging people if you can be home by curfew. Um, just for safety reasons. Like I want you to live. I want you to be okay. So um, please try to be home by curfew if you can. Um, and also be aware of certain things they're doing. Like if you've been on my social media, you've seen about the brick drop-offs that they're doing that police are planting bricks. Like, you know, like let's say if there's going to be a protest at 3 p.m., they're plant out there planting bricks at like 11 a.m. and like dropping them off because they want you to throw them. They want you to create chaos so that they can arrest you. And there's literally video footage of them doing it. I don't understand how they're getting away with it. I, it's just, it's I'm so brain. confused. So, I'm like, I'm watching. Bricks? I have yeah. so many like personal questions. That, yeah. Like, like where I, are the bricks coming from? Who, who is the brick supplier? And then like, who, how did they just make a video? Like, I mean, these videos are like clear as day. Like you can see who the people are. And they're just dropping. Yeah, up I mean, and you then, can zoom in enough to see people's like badge numbers. Yeah, and, and then like, driving out here away. In alleyways with like bridges. With bricks, and I'm, and I'm so like, confused. How how is that okay? So, you know, I was first seeing like it was happening in Philadelphia and some other like larger cities, but there was a brick drop off in Orlando yesterday too. So no one who lives in Orlando who is a person of color is surprised by any of yeah. this. By the way, I mean, no one lives anywhere. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like it's it's literally. It's basically, I think, like, they targeted bigger cities first, and now they're on to, like, medium-sized cities like ours, you know? Um, yeah, don't throw any bricks. Like, if you see a brick, just assume it's a, it's a like, marked brick and walk away from it. <laughs> like, yes. Don't, don't, don't pick it up. Don't look at it. Don't be friends with it. Walk past that pile and keep it moving, because people are going to put distractions in a way to try to take away from what the movement is, what the real issue is, and they saw how quickly 
people got onto the looting in other places in Minnesota. And they just like, everyone has now decided that they do not care about anything that's happening in the world because some people burned down a target. I'm just like, then you didn't care in the beginning. Like if you, if target is what made you be like, well, I don't care about these people anymore. Okay. Well then you didn't care anyway. So just say you're racist and move on Karen. Okay. The people at target, the target people said like they're like we're cool with it (laughs) it's fine i understand why people are angry like i'm i'm moving i don't obviously think anyone should harm anyone's property etc except for all those confederate statues feel free to take them down yeah any of them just just take them down Mm -hmm. um but i i cannot look at someone throwing a brick into a lululemon and being like oh no never get past racism in this country because you're looting and you're a bad human like I just and I try to explain to people like racism and police brutality that's the problem that is the sickness and looting and rioting or whatever you want to call it anything else is a symptom of the sickness so if you solve if you heal the sickness if you solve the problem of the sickness the main problem then all the symptoms will go away but if you're not treating the main problem and you're only trying to treat a symptom then the problem is still there so that's not going to work like you can't just be like oh well stop stop looting because i'm mad about buildings and it's making me so upset about buildings like i'm seeing people like showing photos of that and being like what has this world come to and i'm like Did y'all not just see when we told you that hundreds of us have been killed by the police unjustly? Like, how how are you concerned about a building and now you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this is America. Like, or you could just ask for them to arrest the other three officers that everyone has exactly. been asking instead of going out of your way to put bricks in the middle of the road and tear gassing and you know tasing people in their cars, Atlanta mm-hmm. PD. Um, all these things could have been avoided had they just taken these. Can you imagine if every like like every police officer or or at least like the large majority of them in the country would have addressed them and said, You need to make this right. You need to give him a proper sentence. I think honestly, to be fair, a majority of them have and they still won't do it. And, and so they now they're like, Well, it. now I guess I gotta go put my face shield out and my baton and my taser and go out and defend the city because I think there was so much response from a lot of the smaller local police department. I don't know about the larger ones, like that one that put up the Blue Lives Matter flag. I don't know who, I forgot who it was, but I'm sure they didn't call and ask. Mm-hmm. But I think there was honestly from here, and with Russ Gibson, who put out the Osceola County Sheriff, literally sent a video. There's so many sheriffs that were like, please just prosecute these people because everyone is hurting. And now you're, now you're not even like, walking the blue line like at this point now you're putting officers in danger because you're refusing to address the issue in your city minnesota the state of minnesota has sued the minnesota (laughs) police department so i don't think there could be any further like i don't think it's very obvious also like the school district um in minnesota they canceled their contract with the cops which i find to be awesome actually because instead of having as many um, police officers on school, they're going to have more counselors and more social workers and things like that, which I think is what we yeah, need Yeah, that budget is now opened up. Yeah. And now it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, now we can protect our students. And which, BTW, I also want to just rewind and like real quickly go back to it's still, there's still a global pandemic. 
I think we've forgotten about mm-hmm. it. Her name is Corona. She lives outside. She does not care All the about time, any man. of us. Yeah. She just wants to take us out. Um, I the fact that people are blaming protesters on the rise of corona cases impending when Memorial Day weekend was weekend prior to. Yes. Yeah, we're happy to be outside then. We're outside. You all were hanging out all weekend, except for that Monday that it rained. We were here. We all recorded. We talked Mm -hmm. about it. You all were outside. So this week's cases that are coming up are not from the protest. They're from Memorial Day weekend when you were all hanging out and being buddy buddy and coughing all over each other or from so those just, brunch people that were sitting and having brunch during the protest maybe they did it who knows not, those tables weren't six feet apart i was <laughs> so, like those pictures i didn't care about anything else i was so upset they, were, they were weren't wearing that's the thing it's like the protesters <laughs> like i would say for me honestly all the protesters i've seen i'm not going to say every single protester in america is wearing a mask i'm just saying every image that i have seen protesters have been masked and during that brunch like nobody was masked because they're all like eating although they weren't eating at the moment they were all just like sitting and talking um but yeah was like, not, not one of them was wearing masks. there should be less than 10 people at the table and it probably was like eight and a half yeah <laughs> it was a lot of people um yeah i just think uh be safe i don't know if i per se at this point because of Mostly because of coronavirus. I honestly, mm-hmm. the tear gas is an you know an issue. The possible arresting is an issue. The violence is an issue. That's not what's keeping me from going out to downtown. The coronavirus is keeping me in my house, um, just because I can't uh, afford to get coronavirus. Like I just I don't want it. Yeah. Um, but I am continuing my activism, my work from my home, which I think I hope those of you who have not been out protesting are doing. And Mm -hmm. we've obviously talked about the different ways you can get involved. There's so many bail funds that can help out bail out the people who are in need. Minnesota is good. They are overwhelmed. They don't want your money anymore. There are so many other cities that you can start donating to. Every every city, every every state in the country has had a protest at this point. There has been several protests internationally that have obviously gone better because they're leaded by people who understand the issues um, of systematic racism in this country. So mm-hmm. take your time to do your Googles before you give people money. There obviously are scammers. There obviously are people who are taking advantage of the situation, much like the people who are looting, which most of the people I have seen looting recently in the videos have been just white people yeah. um, mm-hmm. going to places where I like, like skateboard if boy you, who was tearing up those windows oh and they had to come girl, stop him and be like, can you please not? I don't Did you not do that. I also don't understand the stories. Like if you are at like camping world and you're closing up because you think people are coming to loot your camping world, it probably is probably not the people you think it is. Just uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's a lot. Um, yeah, I was watching everything going down with like the Manhattan Bridge in New York and how basically protesters were trying to come in from Brooklyn to Manhattan and they get to like the edge of the bridge. They're on the bridge and there's basically like a barricade and the police it's are like not- It's like Selma all over Yeah, again. the police are not letting them in. So finally they're like, fi- like, I mean, there was a standoff for a very long time. And then finally they're like, fine, we'll go back to Brooklyn. And then they're like, no, you won't. We're going to trap you on this bridge. Yeah. 
and we're going to barricade you in from Brooklyn and it's, from Manhattan. And if I'm like, anybody ever watched the first March at Selma, not the successful one, the one yeah. that was very violent, where they that's what happened. That yep. is exactly what happened. And it's, it's you know, out of it's, it's basically, yeah, it's a it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's just like okay, well, when we want to march, we can't do that. When we want to go home, we can't do that. And that's, that is literally, I mean, that's, that's like legitimately it, like textbook definition, but that's kind of what happens at the protests as well. It's like you come to the protests, you're trying to be peaceful. You're trying to like stand up for yourself or stand up for others. And it's this whole like, well, we don't want you to do that. But then you're like, well, I'm going to go home by curfew so I can be safe. And they're like, but we also don't want you to do that because we want to hurt you. Like, I mean, they didn't even want you to kneel down during the national anthem. Like, they just didn't want Colin Kaepernick just, to be great. Yeah. That was the least and then now of, police officers are protest. kneeling. And I'm just like, but but we've, we yeah, already tried that. Like, <laughs> we were all there when he was kneeling and you kicked him yep. out of the NFL yep. and made him lose his job. My favorite so, thing, though, is, like, how the 49ers were, like, Black Lives oh Matter and stuff. And people were, like, don't you dare. You back away from this right now. Like, Washington absolutely Redskins not. saying anything about anybody's life matter. And everybody's, like, you can do the easiest thing to right? combat racism at any time. <laughs> and you refuse. Not to do it. I just, uh, this is what we talk about when we talk about performative activism and not really getting the point so yeah so yes there was super tuesday was yesterday voting um so there was lots of first of all voting i don't think people understand that voting in areas where large groups of disenfranchised people live has become harder and harder yes over the past 10 years because of the way that gerrymandering has been happening uh it is the precincts for voting have been closing like Texas precincts have clo- like there's so many that have closed. It is so first of all, if you look at Texas, it's 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 like a country. Getting across Texas requires car, requires gas, it requires time off from your job, which you are like depending on where you are, people will be aggressive towards you for taking election day off or taking time off to go vote. I know it's illegal. That doesn't mean that your employer is going to uh, be kind about it and be nice about it. So there's also people who cannot afford to lose money to go vote, especially if they have to drive across town waiting in line for eight hours. They lose a whole day of pay. Would I lose a whole day of pay? Or like this money, I'm dependent on feeding my family. So anyway, here's the point Mm -hmm. that yesterday was a Super Tuesday. There were lots of primary elections. We are still in a pandemic. On top of pandemic, we now have protests against systematic injustice and racism and voting has never been more important and i feel like i say it every time there's an election i feel like we've talked about this several times we talk about every election local election small election special elections you should go out and vote i know it is not easy everywhere and i totally i get it i understand i've seen the lines i used to live in those places where you had to stand in line for hours to go and vote i get it but your vote matters more now than it has ever mattered before. And I understand that we're looking mm-hmm. at very little hope with the, the presidential candidates. And I get, I totally get it. I'm not a fan, but something has to give. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, I know I'm, I'm worried about the presidential election and that's, I'm not, I'm not even going to focus on that right now because there's so much else going on. 
Um, but yeah, I, I would say like people need to understand, like, even if you're not thrilled with the options, like having an option is important. <laughs> it's important that we have an option and then it's important that we use our voice to kind of choose the lesser of two evils, whatever the situation may be, whether that's, you know, a local election, presidential election, whatever. Um, and in every single election, we're voting on so many different things. So it's just really important. Like you're not just going in and voting on one thing. You're voting on a lot of different things. So just please like try to educate yourself. There's so many great resources that will break down like for There's your a lot particular of area. Um, yes. Offices mm -hmm. that are up. And clearly that's so important, right? Like yeah. right now more than ever, we realize just how important that is. Um, like, so yeah, just make sure that you're Googling like your area and the election to like get a breakdown of what the different things are that you are voting on, the different positions that you're voting on. And they will normally have some really great cohesive breakdowns. And from that breakdown, you can even, you know, go do more research and stuff. And that's, I mean, a lot of people ask me like, well, how do you know, like what you're going to vote for or vote on or whatever? And I'm like, that's literally what I do is like, for me, I normally go to a place that is, yeah, like I go to a place that's more like liberal or like a democratic, like Democrat type thing. And like I'll get the form, but then from there I'll Google, like I'll read the way that they explained it. And then I'll be like, all right, well, they, they're saying this guy's good. Let me check him out, you know? And then I'll go and like read up on each person individually or whatever. Like, it's not like I just know everything, <laughs> like not at all. Like it's, you just have to do the research. That's really it. And then I take notes and everything like I, cause if not, how, like, how would I know? Like, you're not just going to know this information. So I think a lot of people yeah. get intimidated because they look at, ballots and they're like well I don't know half the stuff going on in this and it's like well that's fine like everyone no one just knows all of that automatically like you you do your research and figure out what's going on with it but yeah definitely voting is so important right now if you're if they're voting in your area please get out there please find a way to do it if you are having an issue like some sort of roadblock that is preventing you from voting right now please I am not kidding when I say reach out to us we know people all over this country. We truly do. And I will do whatever I can do to make sure that you can get to where you need to get to to vote. If it means that I have to pay for your Uber, if it means that I find a friend that can drive you, like whatever it is, like literally please reach out to us. We will do everything within our power to get you to the voting station to be able to vote. So, and then also if your area is not voting right now, this is a really great time to get people registered to vote. So that's a lot of white people are like, what can I do? And it's like, talk to people about elections, about voting, make sure that they're registered, make sure that you're registered. Um, a lot of people have like that, you know, a political friend that's just like, oh, like I don't get into politics. It's like, it's so, oh, it's sad. And I just want to focus on brunch or whatever. Talk to that person and tell them like they need to wake up. They need to register to vote. They need to like, get a little bit more involved. So yeah, voting is very, very important. We should all be exercising our right to do so. Um, so please make sure you're doing that. Um, I also want to talk about the blackout squares controversy. Blackout Ooh. Tuesday was yesterday. Um, that was a lot. What does it mean? What it like, I feel like I'm double rainbow man, rest in peace to him. He just recently passed away from coronavirus, but literally what does it mean? Yeah. What, is, what did the blackout squares mean? And the answer is we didn't get an answer. Yes. So I guess it meant nothing. So, okay. So like what so many of us black people were trying to explain yesterday on 
the internets is that the original like blackout squares Tuesday thing was supposed to be a music industry thing that was created by two black women. And it was supposed to be a thing for their industry because it's, you know, it was, it was just for them. And they, I don't know, I don't know what they were going to do because we didn't get a chance to see that like come to fruition because everybody kind of took it over. So if it would have been just that industry, I think that it would have worked really well. And it seemed like they had this great plan going, but then everyone was like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to, everybody that's a white person and some other people as well, we're going to post empty black squares under, you know, the black lives matter hashtag and then we're not going to provide any information or anything on it. Cool. So basically, they just kind of took over that hashtag. And then it got to a point where like when people were using the other hashtag that was like, was it like Blackout Tuesday or something like that? Um, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. If they were using that particular hashtag, it was still like the way Instagram was like receiving it or like whatever the way they, mark zuckerberg yeah the them. way that it's their bank account is set up is that they just merged it into the same hashtag so it was still coming up under the black lives matter hashtag so people were going and being like and by people i also mean myself <laughs> we're on social media and we're like can you erase it like can you get rid of the box if you really feel inclined to repost the black square repost it with you have to delete the entire thing or else the the hashtags it'll still show up in hashtags you have to delete the entire thing you can repost it with no hashtags but then you need to be posting resources and posting about what to do next because maybe to you that black box says well i support black people but how because like what is that doing you know, like, like, I, I appreciate like the thought of it being like, well, this is, you know, but it's not actually doing anything. So it's like, you have to follow that square up with being like, head to my stories and see more ways that you can, you know, and then actually like sharing resources. The point that like, when the first people seem to be like starting to talk about it, it was to amplify black voices, right? Not to just say white people don't talk. Um, and I think the problem with that is like, if, like, if you are a white person and you maybe let's say have, let's say you have eight black followers and you have 4,000 white followers and a lot of those people don't really know everything that's going on, aren't super informed, like you going silent, who is that helping? Like, that's not helping me for you to not say anything about what's going on. It helps me if you post like resources and graphics and stories and, you know, videos of what's actually happening and then tell people what they can do to get involved. So I think, and a lot of people, unfortunately, get very defensive when you try to explain to them like, okay, like I can see where you're coming from, but actually it would be more helpful if you would do this. And then they're, they get mad and they're like, well, if you don't like the way I did it, then I'm just not going to do it. And like, honestly, if that is how you feel, please just get rid of your square altogether and just back out because you obviously don't want to be helping. And this is not something that's for you. And I, I'm kind of just at that point where I'm just like, people either need to get in a lane and not do performative stuff. They need to get in a lane and either they're with us and they do believe black lives matter and they want to like be in this fight and be about this or they don't, you know? And it's just like, I'm not going to like make you feel better about the fact that you are being performative and not doing the work not going to do that. I 
Yeah. I didn't expect to be, I didn't expect to be, I wasn't planning to be that real about it, but you know. (laughs) I, that was, you're still nicer than what I, I have to say, and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Just, (laughs) sure. Good on you, Black Square um, allies. Good for you. I don't, yeah, sure. So the actual (laughs) blackout that people need to be paying attention to from, so, okay, this is why things, oh, is, it gets all frustrating, but basically we're supposed to be planning a day where Black people don't spend any money. And this should also be a day where, you know, allies and anybody else who cares about the movement should also not spend money. So from what I have heard, the last that I've checked, this day is going to be on June 7th. Um, but I will definitely, as more resources and things become available about it and more things are clear about it. I will definitely post to our social media to make sure that you guys are in the know for that. Um, But yeah, from what I've heard, it's going to be like March 7th. The plan is just to not buy anything, Um, not buy anything for one day. It's really not that hard guys. So like buy something now, like you'll, you'll be hearing this on Thursday, the fourth, probably, or Friday, the fifth, like buy what you need now. And then just like, don't buy anything on Sunday, the seventh. Like it's not, the hardest thing ever um so yeah that that really just i mean using your money like people don't realize like using like people always think using their money means like donating and stuff like that which is obviously important but also it's just like where you spend your money you know and that makes a big difference so just kind of showing people hey we're not going to support any business it just kind of shows how powerful the black dollar is and if you add to that like allies and other people that actually you know, care, and they also don't spend, like, that just really, really, really helps the movement. So definitely um, a good way to protest, and such an easy way to protest. Like, just don't say, buy imagine, stuff for a day. Like, that sounds like, very, that sounds like I'm blackout all the time, because <laughs> there are many days where I spend no money. Like, good for me. Good for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I I wanted to also like, so I think that, you know, people did a really much better job at boycotting back in the day. I don't, I don't really know. I haven't looked into like, what are the reasons that we can't get it together to boycott things minus that we're selfish. That's the only evidence that I can see. And I'm not trying to be, I'm just saying like, I truly don't understand like when companies come out and they'll say like terrible, heinous things. And then people like, who are like, I don't agree with those things. I'm still going to support the company. Like, it is hard to understand, especially when it's companies like, you know, that it's very easy to not support just like a random like restaurant or something like that. Like be very easy to not go there. And people are like, no, but I got to go there. So I I think the issue is the larger the corporation, the more ingrained they are into your daily life because of white supremacy, um, that it makes it harder to get away from those companies like uh, right now the issue is with facebook and it, it's so and there's like, some places have like monopolies too yeah with facebook like my friends are deleting their instagram accounts they're deleting their facebooks um it's hard to do that like yeah in when you're a self-owned business and your leads come from these places i understand feeling you know uncomfortable or someone like trey melvin who's been a youtuber for years and years and years to be basically blacklisted by YouTube for speaking up for the movement mm-hmm. after all he's done for, de- I've been following Trey Melvin for so long and I was so upset that YouTube demonetized his channel over him 
speaking out against racism. And so he pulled his platform. He pulled his whole channel off the platform and created his own thing. And it's not going to be as easy. It's not going to be, he's not going to make as mm-hmm. much money as he would using a platform like YouTube or it's easy, but it's either that or not make money because YouTube took his money away. Like, yeah, you know I mean? so, it's, it gets complex. I, I get the complexities, but it is important to, you know, just you, at some point you have to draw a line in the sand somewhere. And this is your own personal beliefs in your own personal system. If we if we are talking about Black Lives upsetting you and you draw a line and saying, congratulations, you just boycotted something. So try yep. to use that like energy to do <laughs> towards other things, like good things. Like um, right now there's still conversations about sexual assault. There's conversations that are happening still about pride. It's Pride Month. It's June. If that doesn't Black Lives Matter doesn't take away from the issues that happen with Black LGBTQ plus people, um, even people who aren't queer people, suffer all the time at the hands of the systems that were built by white supremacy. So I feel like there's so many little touch points of things that you have to, as a person, you have to, A, have your own value system. And I think the issue is Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have their own value system or their value system is based on Christianity because that is the the go-to for America. That is what people go to. They go to the Bible and they say, this is what tells me I'm a good person. I I've yeah. heard it. I heard it last night. It made me angry. Uh, <laughs> hold up a different topic. Uh, you have to be a person that decides on what your values are with or without the support of a manual or a guide. There are just certain things that are an innate of being a good person. If you look at someone and you hate them based on the way they look, based on who they sleep with, based on what their gender is, based on their identity, I you're not a good person. Like you just, you, your value system is not well, it's, it's not great. It's not, it's not good. So if you have your own personal values and you literally, those people who are like, well, all lives matter. If you are all lives mattering right now, then you should be able to boycott businesses that are harming people mm-hmm. who are in within those all lives. If mm-hmm. you think that blue lives matter, then you should also boycott the systems that are affecting black lives because there are black police officers. Yep. Like, I'm so confused by yep. the rationale between the statements because mm-hmm. they are acting as if black police officers don't exist. They act like if black other queer people don't exist, it's like, oh, well, I, or Asian people, they're like, well, there's this whole thing right now about anti-blackness in the Asian American community. And there are people who are stagnant about, well, no black people supported us during coronavirus, which is the biggest lie I've ever seen. Uh, we just talked about this last week about how there was, it was Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month last month mm-hmm. and how it was so important to go out and support these people because they were completely hurt and harmed these businesses by white supremacy and the values of white supremacy that harm people. So if all lives matter to you, person of color, other person of color, then black lives matter. I just, I don't, I cannot wrap my head around the inability to make a stand for yourself and not supporting people who are harming people based on these very broad sentiments. Like I just, it doesn't make you a loving person. It doesn't make you a good person. Cause you're like, I'm inclusive of everyone. If your house is on fire, then I'm going to go put out again, that meme going to go put water on the house next door and say, okay, well th- all houses matter. Your house is going to get its water sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Putting yeah. water on this house next door. And I guess I'll post a link to that meme in the show notes. So yes. look at these companies that are putting in millions of dollars to aggressively disenfranchise people just because of their existence. And because it, the, those people becoming better or doing better 
is harmful to them. Like mm-hmm. it's harmful to their practices, harmful for the hundreds of years they've been in business. Like they've had these, their personal values of we are a certain way, we believe in this and we're supporting politicians that help us continue to have these harmful business practices. They don't want to be held accountable. It's up to us to now hold those people accountable and say, you don't get any of my money. Yeah. And I think that, so I shared like a graphic on um, Instagram, like shortly before we we started recording and it's basically Trump's largest donors, not from the companies themselves, but the individual people who have given him the most amount of money and then what businesses they own, right? Because sometimes it's like, it's not the actual business that is doing the donation, but it's that person, but we're lining that person's pocket by, you know, going and supporting whatever business that it is they own. And to me, like, if I know somebody is like, if someone's like, I hate black people, I'm not going to want to shop at their store. Like, I mean, that's kind of like, just kind of like an obvious thought, you know? Um, and so I think that it's really worth giving thought, like who is donating to what election and whatever. And the fact that people make these lists for us, like they're doing half the work for us anyways. Right. So that's really great. And of course you can always, if you're like, I don't want to take the list, you know, by itself, great, then do the research, but you already like have been given that start. And kind of like you were saying, some of these things are very ingrained in, um, you know, just like our society, our daily life, whatever. So one of them that really jumped out to me, I'm just going to read like a few of the different ones. They're, they're separated into sports, entertainment, business, yeah, beauty, clothing, whatever. And um, some of the ones like for apps, like Facebook, Instagram, which you already mentioned, um, Airbnb, Spotify, Snapchat. Um, for entertainment, Marvel. That hurts my soul, of course. Um, for business, PayPal. Um, so obviously, like there's some things that people are using, whether it's to like run their business or whatever that they might use daily. That's, that is a bit of a challenge for them to not use, or like in a situation of like Facebook or Instagram, people might be using those things to organize, right? Like, I mean, people are using these to find out where to go for the next like black lives matter protest or rally. Like people are using these to definitely like to improve the world and make the world a better place. So it's kind of like that line of like, well, where do I, where do I draw the line? That comes down to like what you think is best. Like you might say, well, if I use 10% of these things, then I feel like I'm doing okay if I boycott the, the other 90. For me, a big part of it is if it's something that I am going to use, then I'm going to be trying my best to hold people accountable at that business and or the actual like person themselves, which means calling them out on social media, which means writing to them, calling in and saying like, I don't like my money going to this place. Why is my money going to this place and keeping people accountable in that way. So I think that a lot of people think just because a company is a big company um, doesn't like means that they like for some reason can't like contact them and and call them out i remember with uber there was like the there was a there's a lot of scandals actually with uber um but i remember like, uber i'm like which there's one? I, I know i was like i was like there was the scandal i was like there's a lot of scandals but if you notice it's like people continually will be like i'm calling uber out and will demand like that certain you know needs to be met you know whatever um so yeah so calling people out if it's something that you see like okay the food and beverage one for me i do not go to these but i know a lot of people it's gonna hurt your feelings because it's wendy's mcdonald's chick-fil-a taco bell 
there's a lot of people that are like, listen, like I need that in my life. And it's like, okay, so then reach out to those owners, reach out to the CEOs and be like, why are you spending your money on this? Like, it makes me not want to go to your business. What is going on here? Like, what, what does this mean? What does this donation about? Like ask those questions because at the end of the day, like those people are not entitled to be millionaires, billionaires, whatever. You give them your money. Like that, that's, you know what I mean? Like a, a million people with, you know, a dollar are giving them a dollar and then they're a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't right. just happen out of nowhere. And obviously, like, I do believe that we like earn money and people work hard and whatever. But obviously, the whole situation with billionaires, that's a whole different ethical issue. Um, so some of these people have way more money than they know what to do with. And they're deciding to do things like donating it to Trump when he's sitting here saying, hey, I want to open up fire on civilians in the streets. So you have to make those personal decisions of who you feel like you can support, who you feel like you can't, who you're going to boycott and who you're going to, you know, call in and, and fight to make change on. And I will say that like, there have been a lot of businesses that have maybe done something wrong, donated to the wrong person or the wrong place or the wrong cause. And then people have spoken out, like threatened to boycott, said like, you need to make a change. And sometimes the business does make a change. Not always, of course not. Right. At the end of the day, they're free to donate how they see fit, but you're also free to use your voice to let them know what you think is the right choice to make. Yep. <laughs> Do you have something mean to add? <laughs> I, <laughs> so, like, I feel like I'm like, we need Patreon and we will. We're like the Patreon's coming because I have things to say and I can't see them. And I need y'all to pay me to say them. So I'm going to, we're going to talk about that up here. There will be a Patreon by the end of the year that you can pay. And just so, so you guys are aware, like every single time that we record, especially now, but really all the time, um, we normally have a like a 30 minute chat ahead of time, getting things off our chest so that we don't say them on air. <laughs> Save them and get paid for it. Like, and if you do, we have a donate button on our SoundCloud. So if you ever feel the need to... If you feel so inclined. So inclined to give us money for existing in this world. Uh, go for it. Like, just just donate because we will appreciate it. And we'll call you out. We'll be like, hey, thanks. Yeah. For sending us money. Um, and I, I do want to say, like, obviously this last week has been obviously nuts since we've recorded last. So... Um, if you follow our Instagram, like you'll notice that I rarely posted there because I've been posting to my main account. I've also been posting to the now Orange County, Florida account. So it's just been a lot, but I'm going to move over some of those resources, um, to the podcast page as well to the podcast Instagram. So you have them there, but kind of at this point, just be following both of us everywhere because there's just a lot of information coming out. And sometimes I'm not always going to have the energy to put it out across like three platforms, but I'm going to do my best to make sure that those resources are on um, some of those resources are on our page as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot, but yeah, I do love the idea of us having that private, not private, but like more private place to talk because like I said, we normally, we had some things to say today, quite a few things to say today before we hit that record button, because it's been interesting out there in, in a bad way. <laughs> it's, it's 2020, <laughs> the, the game of Jumanji in 2020. Yeah. Oh, and God, it's I, like, uh, without getting too much into it and saying too much, I will just say that I feel like listeners, not, not our black listeners, because they'd be like, yep, sounds about right. 
but our other listeners would be shocked and appalled by some of the things that have been said to us personally this week. And I'm not talking about from internet warriors or, you know, weirdo people like on the internet. I'm talking about like people we know and the things that they have asked of us this week personally, like the people that we know personally and the, what they've Every done. Every day I get closer and closer so, to becoming Eric Killmonger, but now I can't because Marvel's trash. So I don't know. <sighs> we'll figure it out. You, you understand that after we get off this, because I mean, I, I literally read that right before we like came in. Oh, record. no, I have. And so after David this, and I had just talked about it before I started. Yeah. Recording, so after this word. like episode, I'm going to write a letter to, oh, I can't even pronounce his name. Um, but that guy who owns Marvel, like he's going to hear from me personally, and I'll probably make a template that I will put online for other people to also let, like, I'm looking at his name right now. Ike Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter. Does that sound correct? I don't know. He's a billionaire and you know, I love Marvel. I think like, no, that's, that's not a secret that I love Marvel and it's, very much not a secret that I love Black Panther. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be a personal conflict for me. And I'm going to be writing the letter and I'm going to be trying to get other people to write letters. And yeah, I don't like there's not you don't always have to know like the perfect solution, but you have to do something right. So like right here right now, I just found out about it. I don't have the perfect solution. I have not like I, I literally found out an hour ago, um, but I'm going to be working on it. I'll tell you that. So I think that that's just please keep that in mind this week. Like you might not know the perfect way to do everything, but do something. That's it. That's it. That's what we're going to end on. So uh, if you have any questions or concerns, follow us on social. We're still on the Zuckerberg apps, apparently. <laughs> we're Heart and Hustle Podcast on Instagram. We're Heart and Hustle Pod on Jack Dorsey's app. Over at Twitter, <laughs> use the hashtag #BossOHard. Do not use the hashtag Black Lives Matter when it's not helpful. And we will be back next week, pending that the world does not end between now and then. Because every day, we are at risk. But if the world <laughs> so, is here and we're here, then we we'll will be, back. be here. Yes. So, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye guys.